Hi guys, my name is Tashoy. And my name is Natasha. And welcome, welcome to, to His Word. word. Yeah. We are here to bring you His Word through testimonies. And His Word is here to encourage, uplift, inspire, help, believe, and to trust. So what is a testimony, you may ask? I'll let you know. A testimony is a testament of what God is doing in your life. It is powerful to share your testimony and it will help other people who are going through the exact same thing. So guys, please remember to hear his word, speak his word, and share his word. His His word word is God's word. Hi guys, welcome back to another episode on Testimony Tuesdays, hashtag TT. Now this episode is episode 20, oh my god guys, this is the end of season one. Wow. And we have come so far. Wow. And you know what, God is truly working in He's this podcast. Amazing. I'm so excited for season two, yeah. gonna be filled with fire, yes. more energy, yeah, yeah. more passion, yeah, yeah. more incredible stories <laughs> that people have to share to glorify God and the work that he's done in their lives. Amen? Amen. Now this episode is called Prime Years yes. and the anchor is from 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 7 if you'd like to read that to show. For God has not given us a spirit of fear but of power and love and of sound mind. Is that what it is? Yeah. Okay. But yours says a different version. Yeah it is. You see guys, God <laughs> did not give us a spirit of fear. We need to understand who we are as his children, yeah? As human beings, yeah, we are on this earth for a short amount of time. However, there are some pivotal times in our lives, which are our prime years. We need to take that stage seriously. Mm. We need to allow ourselves to engage in what's happening and how it can affect our uh, future. 110%. Everything that we do now has its consequences. Every choice that we make has its consequences. And that's why it's so important to ask God for wisdom. It's so important. It's so important to rely on God because being in this world, yeah, there isn't any like a a guide for it. For nothing at all. Being a mum is all about learning. Being a human being is about learning. And you know, the only place that we're able to look is the Bible. Understand? Okay, so we aren't trying to explain prime years from a worldly perspective a lot of people see um prime years as the times where you look your best you're going out to party you look you know you're having fun you know everything's amazing yeah but from a spiritual um standpoint prime years is the, the most important years in your life that sets you up for the future after all guys everything that we do now has its consequences so what does the bible say regarding prime years our first point is seeking god during that time, it's important for you to have a relationship with God. It's important for you to turn your turn your direction onto the Lord because the Bible tells us to seek ye first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness. If you're not seeking God, you're not going to walk in his will because each and every one of us, our lives have already been predestined. And in the Bible, it tells us in James 1, 5, if any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask of God who gives it to all liberally and without reproach. God will give you the wisdom when you ask him for the wisdom. If you're not asking for wisdom, you're just going to be doing whatever you want, thinking it's the right thing to do when it's never the right thing to do. Exactly. And also, like, in your prime years, you are young, you are vulnerable, you are fresh, you know. So it's important for you to ask God, like, God, how do I do this? Where do I go? You know, and, you know, in these times as well, if you seek him early it's a lot more easier for you, you know, to be able to 
to lead a, a good Christian lifestyle. In Hebrews 5, 13 to 14, the scripture says, For someone who lives on milk is still an infant and does not and doesn't know how to do what is right. Solid food is for those who are mature, who through training have the skill to recognize the difference between right and wrong. Amen. So Amen. as you're growing, like Sister Natasha said, it's better for you to have God in your life at an early age because it allows you to grow with God. It allows you to seek more of him. And when you grow up, mature in your maturity age you're able to depend on him every day you're de- you're able to depend on him on in every situation every circumstances and you're not making decisions on your own that could lead you to do something that may cost you your blessing or cost you your future 100 percent. okay so our second point in terms of like prime years is you need to have the right people around you i.e. your friends are your biggest commodity and I say this because your friends make up a big part of your life after your parents are gone it's your friends who are left it's your siblings who are left you know so it's important for you to have the right people around you from the start because I kind of feel like when you have the right people around you especially at a young age it kind of sets you up for the future I know a lot of people who were around the wrong crowd and because they were around the wrong crowd they were so okay how do I explain this when you are in your prime years of your life and you're around the wrong crowd or you're with a certain type of people, but because you're around these people a lot, you kind of like see um, how they behave and their culture and everything like that. And obviously, once you're around them a lot, you kind of like, you emulate a lot of their characteristics, you know, and they turn into your own characteristics. So it's really, really important to be around the people who are wise, who who will encourage you, who will uplift you. If you're around people who's like the wrong crowd, who all they do is like gossip or speak um, bad against people or do like crime or theft or all they um, care about is partying, then you will also have that as well in your mind. But if you're around people who are smart and intelligent, who, you know, love God, you know, who are ambitious, you know, who want more in their life, then of course you will also have that as well, you know? Um, In Ecclesiastics chapter four, verse nine to 12, it says, two people are better off than one for they can help each other succeed. If one person falls, the other can reach out and help. But someone who falls alone is in real trouble. Likewise, two people buying close together can keep each other warm, but how can one be warm alone? You know, a person standing alone can be attacked and defeated, but two can stand back to back and conquer. Three are better off for a triple braided cord is not easily broken. It's so important to have friends, guys. I know how people's parents or aunties always say oh yeah be, be careful of your friends da, da, da. yes be careful of your friends but choose the right friends because if you have the right people who are around you who can uplift you who can hold you up in times of need this verse clearly states that when you have people around you it's so nice you know it brings joy it brings happiness it like you aren't best on your own you always need other people around you you know I don't care what anyone says it's good to have people around you it's good to have a strong you know environment around you because it helps you to grow into the person who you eventually be, you know, and always ask God, like, God, if there's anyone in my life who's not supposed to be there, if there's anyone out there who's trying to, like, pray on my downfall, you know, help me to um see that, because not all friends are honest, not all friends um want the best for you as well, so, so just always pray about it, like, God, is this person really supposed to be in my life? Yeah, so I'm just going to touch on a bit, on the bit where you said um to you, watch the friends that you have Mm. so the bible basically tells us in 
Proverbs 22, 24 to 25. Do not make friends with a hot-tempered person. Do not associate with one easily angered, or you may learn their ways and get yourself ensnared. Amen. So the people you associate yourself with, they can have a big impact on you. It can be negatively and it could be positively. So like Natasha said, if you're associating yourself with those who want, you can see that they want to succeed, they want to progress, then you're more likely to grow in that way because whatever characteristic and the drive that they have, it can also come on to you. So if it's the opposite way around and that person just wants to do things out of despite every minute they're talking to you and they don't feel make you feel like you can do it, you're going to always think that you can't succeed, you can't progress. But what I realise is you have to be the one to encourage you. You cannot always depend on getting encouragement from other people. Your encouragement needs to start from within yourself because what if they're not there to encourage you? Who is going to be there to uplift you? You have to be the one to do that. You can never expect others to want the same progress for yourself when you need, you're the only one that understands that you need to push yourself. You're the only one that can take you where you need to go. 100%. But on the other hand, I strongly do believe that it's good to have strong-minded people around you as well like I remember when I was at school like for me yeah in school I didn't really have like God in my life as much yeah because I wasn't really like seeking him as much but in school I used to always like speak to the older girls in it because I kind of felt like they were a lot more mature and that they had a lot going for them yeah and I kind of felt like I was kind of at a stage in my life where I wanted a lot and I kind of felt like those in my age group weren't really helping me as much so I kind of feel like yes it's important for you to have like a a mindset where you are encouraging yourself as well but in times where you were young and sometimes we aren't always motivated sometimes we don't always have that so it's really important to have somebody there who's able to be who's able to account for you you know a person who's able to uplift you when you you don't have that energy no more sometimes at school yeah when like exams are hard you know times are hard like always having your head in the book and, and there isn't any time to socialize or do anything all you actually care about is the exams it's important to have a person who you're able to, to be accountable to you know a person who's able to mentor you you know a person who's able to encourage you you know it's not always there sometimes and although I'm I, I'm a person where I'm able to encourage myself that took a long time to actually have you know and I feel that in your prime years it's good to have those habits but obviously it takes time to grow you know how was it to show for you at school in terms of your prime years um I did like it majority of the time but got through it in the end I didn't really associate myself with people like that I was around a group of people all the time but apart from this group of people I didn't talk to anyone else outside that group of people that I had and were they like a good influence on you or bad influence on you what kind of people were they in your opinion do you know what I've noticed I've noticed yeah a lot of my past I don't actually remember Mm. I actually don't remember it maybe I was I went through something back then I don't know I don't remember a lot of my past um a few of them they did Mm. in they did encourage me but then after a while I didn't want to be there because the courses that I wanted to do, they did the school didn't have it, and cause we moved from that school from the pre the first school to the second one, it I noticed that it had a big impact on me cause it was bringing my grades down. Whereas the first school that we went to, my grades were higher than when I went to the second one. So after a while, I didn't want to be there cause I was thinking this is a setup. 
I didn't know that when you move school, it can have a, it can change your, your grades can change, especially when circumstances, um, if you're going through stuff at home <clears throat> and stuff like that, it can actually cause you to not do well on your studying. Does that make sense? So I didn't like it. So there's obviously types of um, people in it. There's, yeah, everyone's different. There's um, people who, well, when they move away, they find it hard to adapt. Yeah, and there's other people who, when they move away, it's hard to adapt, but they kind of feel, you know what, I need this. I have to have this. I want this. And regardless of anything, they will always try to have it, regardless of how they're feeling. You know, and I feel like a lot of people have to come to a point where even when you don't want to work hard anymore, even when you don't see anything at the end of the tunnel, try anyway. Because when you try, there isn't anything else to lose, you know? Another important point is family, you know? So we spoke about friends. Now it's about family. Now, not all family members will encourage you. Yeah, unfortunately, your family is supposed to be people who you're able to confide in, people who you're able to trust, people who you're able to really, you know, see them supporting you and, you know, rooting for you. But not every family member is like that. This is really, like, exemplified in 1 Samuel chapter 17, verse 29. Yeah, so everyone is aware of the story of David and Goliath, yeah? So David, he was the um, youngest, right? And he had, like, an older brother called Eliab. He had many brothers. I know, but the, the one that I'm talking about right now is Eliab. Him, Eliab, yeah. David came to fight against the big um, giant called Goliath, right? But obviously he was he was young, he didn't have no experience, he was a sheep herder, you know? Who would think that he, he was qualified, yeah? No one thought that he was qualified. Eliab, his eldest um, brother, tried to discourage him. Yeah, he was. He said, why are you here? Why have you come down here? And with whom did you leave those few sheeps with? Yeah? So he was thinking, why are you here? Yeah, you ain't qualified. You are young. You know, even Saul tried to discourage him and say, you are only a young man and he has been a warrior from his youth. Yeah, so no one actually saw him as someone who would win, uh, as a person who would, you know come through right but what's amazing is that David spoke about even though he's the um, youngest even though he's not qualified everything that he has learned as a sheep herder you know has enabled him to be qualified and and you know what he said he said you know what I don't come alone I come with God and because he came with God that is why he was able to um win his race so even though people may not like see you as a person who who will win even though people may not believe in trusting you even when your own family is trying to discourage you and don't even see you as being qualified just know yet that when you come with god all things are possible no one can tell you anything this guy that he was fighting against he was obviously yeah he was big yeah he had his objects and his knife and his sword or whatever but all it took was david and god and that's why he was able to win he was able to win because he had the holy spirit he was anointed before he went down there. He had God with him. Yeah, he was anointed. They anointed him before he went there. His dad sent him down there just to check if his brothers were good and bring them some food. But because he came there and they knew that he was anointed, they are asking him questions. And that's what happens when your family members, your friends, when they see you going in a different direction and they don't understand why you're going in that direction, 
it's so important that you need to focus on who put you where you are do never give up never allow people around you to make you feel like seeking god is wrong see being um being in the presence of god is wrong always praying is wrong none of that is wrong because you know who your god is you need to keep your having confidence in god and continue to allow yourself to push yourself to be the best dave everything that david did in his life regarding the um the sheep god was preparing him for this battle that he um he won against goliath and in your life you're going to go through a lot of battles you're going to go through a lot of things that you don't think you can get through like precious said that after after a while her voice kept telling her that she needed to keep pushing and keep going eventually when she listened and was obedient to the voice she was able to overcome she was able to receive the high grace that she desired to receive and it doesn't matter how long it took her she got there in the end in first samuel chapter 17 verse 45 david said to the philistine you come against me with sword and spear and javelin but i come against you in the name of the lord almighty the god of the armies of israel whom you have defied listen anytime you come with god no one can tell you nothing anytime that you trust in god in terms of your exams in terms of your job in terms of your career in terms of your relationship know that you are not alone so even though everyone around you will discourage you and tell you that you know what you aren't qualified you don't have this you aren't smart enough you know because it's not only um family who will um you know tell you that you are wrong there's um friends around you who will try and discourage you there's teachers as well so our final point is about hard work so in your prime years it is so important to work hard I know that you know I know it's easy to be on Instagram be on Twitter you know be in all this social hype but at the end of the day these are the most important years of your life to put your head down to invest in your future you know what are you passionate about what do you want to achieve in your life in my favorite verse um I forgot what it's called, but it always says, like, listen, sow your seeds in the morning, in the evening, do not let your hands be idle. Listen, continue to work hard at school. But if there's something that you're passionate about, if there's anything else that you think could be a, a success, nurture that seed, you know? It's so important, guys, to be able to see that if you work hard now, you're able to enjoy life in the future. Everything has its consequences. If you fool around now, if, you, if you're only focused on partying, if you're only focused on, you know, going out and getting drunk and doing all these things that aren't, you know, aren't good for you, then that's all you will have for the future. You know, there won't be anything there for you to fall back on. And a lot of us get so mistaken that, you know, if I do this, you know, I will always have fun, da 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 But from a person who's experienced all of that already it gets tiring it gets boring you know what's next you know partying is not forever you know it will come to a point in your life here where you you will see that you know what I'm too old for this I'm too old for this you know it's now time to have a family it's now time to have a husband you know so just try and make sure that in your prime years you are focused enough and you are working hard enough to secure your future if you work hard now you can play later that's what everyone says isn't it yeah you know in psalms 128 verse 2 the bible says you shall eat the fruit of the labor of your hands you shall be blessed and it shall be well with you amen so god rewards those who work hard like the sister natasha was talking about and that you working hard can be 
in variety of different ways. It doesn't matter how you work hard. The more you work hard, if you continue to go push and put your, you know, the Bible says, put your hand to the plow, you will see the outcome of your fruits. The Bible says, sow seed. So if you continue to sow your seed now in the work that you're doing, the reward, the blessing that's going to come later is going to be so joyful. It's going to be so fulfilling and rewarding when it comes. So we just want to introduce Precious on our platform today. She's the youngest to give a testimony and we just want to hear what she's been going through and how we are able to give out her testimony to you guys today and what we're going to take from it. So Precious, would you like to introduce yourself and tell us your testimony? Yep, I'm Precious and I'm 16. I'm like a person, well now I consider myself studious and eager to do well, but I wasn't always like that before. Especially in year nine, I just didn't care about school at all. I just, you know, cared about having lots of friends in school and just going out as much as I can with my friends. And that impacted my grades quite a lot. And so even if I got bad grades, I wouldn't really care. I'd just look at it and just, you know, be like, oh, well, I'm only in year nine anyways. And then in year 10, I remember um, being in my science class. And science is one of the subjects that I like, uh, especially chemistry and biology, but I really hated physics. And I wasn't listening to the teacher, but then something inside me just said, pressures, you need to like really focus. You need to get your life together. And I got this sudden urge to do my work and just start concentrating in school. But I was always um, fighting that urge because I, I just didn't care. I don't know why. I just didn't really care about school. I didn't really have aspirations. I would just like, you know, think about one thing and the next thing I'll change. I just wasn't really sure on what to do in life. And so... Uh, during that period, we didn't really have predicted grades, but because of this sudden urge for me to do well, I decided to do a bit of work and that pushed my grade to a grade five in um, biology, chemistry and physics. And I was okay with that, but I guess I just told myself that I wanted more. And we had mocks in year 10 around June and I was obviously preparing for that, but again, I was a bit, I was slacking, especially with physics. And <laughs> we got back the marks and I saw a two on my physics paper. And I was like, oh my gosh, I, I kept on telling myself, why did I even bother? Why did I even try? Like, you know, I was always careless about my studies. So why did I try and care about it this time? But then something struck me faith without works. Um, so in order for something to happen, you need to have faith for yourself to work. So I was like, okay, you know, I kind of have the faith. Yes, God can do anything for me. But did I really want to put the work in? No, I didn't. And I just, you know, I, I decided that enough was enough. I was going to do my work and see how everything would be. So summer holidays, I did a bit of work and then year 11 came and I was so, so scared because of GCSEs. And I was like, ugh. I didn't even know what to do. And for my sixth form, for the subjects that I wanted to do, because I wanted to do uh, chemistry, biology, and psychology, I needed a six in maths, and I was doing foundation. So I was like, oh, this is never going to work. And that's like one of the reasons that also motivated me to not really care, because I thought I was never, never going to get there. So I was doing foundation for maths, and for chemistry and biology, 
my predicted grades were five and I needed a six. But, you know, I kind of didn't let that stop me. But at the same time, I let that draw me back. But I still concentrated and did my work. And something that also motivated me is seeing my mom that does everything for me. Like, I kind of wanted to repay her back when I got older. And so that kind of pushed me as well. I obviously wanted to do well. So I studied and um, prepared for it. And I got my mocks back and I saw a seven on my uh, chemistry and biology. And I was like, oh my gosh, like I double checked with the name because I didn't think it was my paper, but I saw my name and I was like, and from then people started coming to me when they needed help with um, questions in class and I was never the person that you could come to and ask for help I wouldn't consider myself dumb but like I was mm, below average average so even if I got questions right in class before people still wouldn't come to me like I could say oh can I help you they'd be like oh no thank you I'll, I'll figure out myself and yeah so I got a seven and I was really, really happy with that. So I, I let that kind of motivate me. And I kept telling myself that if I can get this seven, then maybe I can get it. But at the same time, I was like, maybe this is just one of a time thing. I don't think I will be able to get it again. But, you know, whatever. Let me just try. So the teachers broke out the news that we are going to have January mocks. And I, was, I wasn't upset because I thought that could be like another opportunity to me to get a better grade. But at the same time, I'm like, I don't want to ruin this for myself. I don't want to get the paper back and see another big tattoo on it. But I took this opportunity to just study more and actually focus. Also, you know, ask God to just help me concentrate on my work because I'd procrastinate a lot. So with my maths, I got a five and I was pleased with that. But obviously that's the highest you can get in foundation. But obviously I needed a six. So I spoke to my teacher if they could move me to higher and they said no. So I was like, oh, okay. And so the January mocks came and I revised for it and I got my biology back and I saw a nine and I was really, really pleased with that. And then with the chemistry, I got a seven and with the physics, I got a six. So I was like, wow, I could actually do this. And so because I got consistent fives, I asked my teacher again if I could um, be moved to higher and I don't even know why, but he said yes. And he usually says no to people. I don't know why he said yes to me, but I was like, okay, you know, let me run up to class before he changes his mind. And so after school, you know, work consistently with maths, especially. And he, uh, he gave me like a test paper to do. And I got my results back and I'd gotten a seven. And that was like my first ever seven in maths. And he was like, oh, wow, Precious, you can really do this. And I told myself that I could really do this as well. And, you know, I just thank God with all the things that he's done for me. I would have never been able to tell myself that I'd get these grades in like less than a year, especially with physics. I got a two before and I have a six. And with biology, I, had a, I was predicted a five and I got my very first nine. So I'm really happy. <laughs> in relation to school, like just focus. Oh, and people around you would really like look down on you, especially seeing you progress. Like there's, there was this girl in my class that was really used to being at the top and seeing other people, well, seeing me reaching up to her, she, um, she felt threatened. So she basically like talked to me and say like, I could never reach her, but you know, she's a human just like you. And if God says that you can do it, then 
are you going to listen to her or God? <laughs> That's great. And how long have you been in Christ for? Like how, how long have you believed in God? I was born into a Christian family, but I didn't really consider myself a strong Christian. Okay. And until I was 16 that I decided to um, uh, actually devote myself to Christ. Mm-hmm. And I, I was aware that on Instagram you kind of have like a Christian page. <laughs> yeah. So how long have you had that page for? I actually started it this year, uh, around April. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what inspired you to start that page? I figured that I was on social media a lot and social media was really feeding me with things that I was supposed to be fed with because mm. as Christians, you're supposed to surround yourself with good things and um, bear in mind the things that you see and the things that you hear. Mm. And so I decided that maybe if I ran a Christian page, I'd actually, you know, it, I'd spend more time with God because it um, inspired me to learn more facts and actually post about it because I can't really post something I don't know. Mm-hmm. So. And has that improved since then? Like, has your um, faith with God improved? Yeah, it has. I still stumble sometimes, but it has really improved. I get people uh, messaging me to pray for them and to just, like, discuss things. So it's really, really, really good. Yeah. That's amazing. Thank you so much, um, Precious, for coming onto this incredible platform. Like, your testimony, it just shows that it's so important for young people to be um, focused on God. It's so important for young people to you know to actually share their own testimony as well it's not just us who are older who have testimonies you know it's important for us at a young age in our prime years know God and you know it's so amazing as well that she has this Christian blog encouraging people praying for people you know helping people to be able to um, find God it's absolutely amazing and what I was able to take from her um, testimony is that hear from God I feel like I've been saying this quite a lot you know, in these past few episodes, but I just kind of feel like it's for a person out there. When God is speaking to you, hear him, you know, have an open ear, because obviously she spoke about how, um, you know, at school she was having a hard time, her grades weren't amazing. But then as a result of, you know, God speaking to her and telling her that, that, you know what, work hard, push through. And because she trusted in that voice that she heard, she was able to really have that confidence. And even as a result of having that confidence, she had people around her who tried to discourage her who tried to tell her that she wasn't worthy or she wasn't able to you know um, excel but you know what's amazing is the more you work hard the more opportunities that that come your way her teacher was able to give her more opportunity to um you know do a higher paper and I just feel like it's amazing to be able to hear that a a person of such a, a young age is on fire for God and I feel like people out there who are hearing this like what are you actually um doing for God you know, have you done anything to encourage other people to um, find God? You know, we are on this earth for a reason. We're all interconnected. We are all here to encourage other people, to bring other people to Christ. Just show yeah. how about you? You know, um, Precious is, a, is an example of when Jesus w- went to gather disciples and told them, come and I'll make you fishes of men because what she's doing is so incredible. It's, it's a beautiful thing to bring your brothers and sisters back to Christ, to even at such a young age, people will take her seriously. People will see that, listen, this, there's something different about this young girl. Mm. And we just want, we can't wait to see what God will do for her, you know? Mm. And it also shows that when you trust God, when you put your 
all into him and to like Natasha, sister Natasha says seeking God having a relationship with him makes a difference in your life because I believe that voice that encouraged her to want to push to be great was the Holy Spirit you know and without the Holy Spirit without you having that relationship with God it's going to be so difficult for you and you're going to fall into a lot of trials and tribulations if you don't have God in your life and then you, when you look back you're going to wonder where all that time went you wasted all that time you know just continue to work hard. Allow God to guide you. The Bible says, commit your ways to the Lord and he will establish it. So it's so it's so important, guys. Trust God. Depend on him. Seek him, even if you don't know him. Do your best to try, find a way to get to know him and have a relationship with him. It's true. And it's so important. To, like, it's not about age anyway, but when you start from a, from a good age, you know, it sets you up for the future. I know a lot of people who starve early and they aren't doing anything. You know, they aren't on for God as much as she is you know pastors always saying that a lot of people actually come to church to only fill seats you know but God he requires more from us just ask him God what is my purpose what why am I here how am I able to make an impact anyway guys thank you so much for tuning in to this episode our final episode of season one we pray that this whole season has really impacted you in a, an incredible way we pray that god has changed your life as a result of it mm -hmm. and you know like although the start wasn't perfect you know it's all about burning it's all about being consistent and I, I for me personally i've learned a lot from this whole podcast and i've learned a lot in terms of editing i've learned a lot in terms of everything that i wasn't aware that i could do I'm aware that I can now do it. But now for um, season two, you know, there'll be a, a lot more flames. I promise you that. You know, God has spoken and this is obviously a platform that he wants to excel. He wants to bring to higher heights. So anybody who has a um, testimony to share, do not be afraid. You know, any testimony is valuable you know as um precious one you know her testimony is quite short but is very impactful yeah. you know so just be encouraged you know share your testimony don't be anxious you know god is hearing you you know he wants you to share your testimony yeah. and guys this is the end of the, of the um, podcast and the, therefore please remember his word is god's word hey his word is god's word hello his word is god's word